Hello and welcome to the MPA Futures Group podcast. Hello and welcome to the very first MPA Futures Group podcast. My name is Henry Marsden. I'm a Futures Group committee member and I'm super excited to bring you uh, this new podcast from the Futures Group. We'll have some incredibly insightful interviews with some experienced publishers who are at the height of their careers. We'll be looking at some of the nitty gritty of music publishing, a publishing 101. We're here to help equip younger members of the UK music publishing industry uh, to navigate their own careers better as well as uh, strengthening their skills within their workplace. It's super exciting. Thank you so much for finding us. This is our very first episode so it's a bit of a a tester. You'll have to let us know what you think uh, via our social media which we'll talk about at the end so you have to make sure you listen all the way to the end if you want to know how to connect with us. It would be fantastic to hear your feedback on this episode and things that you'd like to hear about in the future um, and how we can help younger members of the music publishing community and those that are looking to get into music publishing, how we can help equip them for their careers. A little bit about us. The MPA, the Music Publishers Association, is the UK trade body for music publishers, safeguarding and championing the interests of their publisher members by promoting the value of music publishing to the wider music industry, to other creative industries, the government and the general public. And then the Futures Group within that was created to better connect with and engage some of the uh, younger members within the UK music publishing industry. Music publishing is uh, a tricky business to get into and the MPA's role as a trade association uh, is not only representing their publisher members but nurturing and teaching the next generation of music publishers to ensure the continued success and diversity of our dynamic business. We all know that younger people bring a fantastic dynamic and fresh perspective to businesses across all industries but particularly in music publishing which can be seen as a quite old school industry it's fantastic to invest heavily in bringing through a pipeline of talent to better serve our business in the coming years. Make sure you stick around to the end to find out how to connect with us. But for now, let me introduce our brilliant interview for today. We've got my fellow committee member, Chloe Pullinger, interviewing a colleague from Reservoir Reverb um, and one of their writers as well. Deep diving into the writer-publisher relationship, looking at how writers and publishers find one another and what are the foundations for developing a really fruitful relationship. So sit back, make sure you've got your coffee in hand and enjoy this brilliant interview. Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to the MPA Futures Group uh, podcast. My name is Chloe Pullinger. We hope you're all keeping well. Um, This week we're looking at writer-publisher relationships, a conversation with writers and their A&R about their relationship and how each of them started in the industry. This week I'm talking to my colleague and head of creative at Reservoir, Charlie Pinder. Charlie has worked in the music industry for over 20 years, having started as a talent scout in Sony ATV's UK office and working his way to the top position as managing director. Charlie later went on to act as V2 Records Head of A&R, as well as the Head of A&R for Music Publisher at Kastner. Over the course of his career, Charlie has developed and worked with a host of world-class songwriters 
and recording artists including Travis, Razor Light, uh, Katie Melua, Oasis, Gary Barlow, Katie Tunstall, The Vines, Bell and Sebastian, among many others. Um, welcome, Charlie. Hello. Join in, Charlie, is Reservoir signed writer Alfie Jackson, formerly the frontman of Indie Darlings, The Holloways. Alfie had great success with songs such as Generator and Two Left Feet. Notably, Alfie co-wrote Barnes Courtney's song Fire, which has been synced extensively in the US on NBA, Miller, VW and the Bradley Cooper movie Burnt. Fire was also nominated for a Music Week Sync Award in 2018 for Best Sync in a TV Drama for the Netflix show Safe. Uh, more recently, Alfie has co-written songs for Declan Donovan, St. Raymond, Skinny Living, Nell Bryden, Charlie Straw and more. So, welcome guys. How are you doing? Good. Hi. Good. <laughs> Very well, thank you. Good, good stuff. So let's kick it off with how did you meet each other? The, the true story is, is too <laughs> sordid, but um... <laughs> the true story, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the true story is um, the Holloway's catalogue is owned by Reservoir, and after the Holloway's, I then eventually started looking at being a, a writer for others and spoke to Rel. He was our point of contact. And he said, I should go and speak to Charlie. So I went in with a bunch of rough recordings at the start of my um, production days. And, uh, but Charlie somehow saw through the, the rough recordings that there were some nice little songs in there. And we just carried on meeting from there on, didn't you? And you were sort of monitoring the progress yeah you were living in london at the time as well yeah we were practically so, neighbors yeah we were living really close to each other so so that what was the turning point then in deciding to to work together and, and commit to a deal or is it because you was already in in no the... no alfie wasn't signed to us but um i think we just i think i just loved his writing and liked him as a person and thought he um he had some quite interesting connections and ideas and was quite already kind of creating opportunities for himself because um one of the things that you've got you know you, you've got to have ambition and drive yourself you can't sort of be sitting waiting for someone to wave a magic wand so you, you know you're always looking for that sort of quality in someone you know a lot of the stuff he'd created was through his relationships and you know it's very active going to gigs playing gigs um, were you, did you even put a night? Were you putting a night on somewhere? What were you doing? Yeah. Were you sort of, yeah, you were... yeah, I put on a well, I, I involved with a lot of things. The yeah. one of the main things I was doing was uh, the Monarch in Camden, but yeah, I, I used to run a regular night there. Um, but I was also for a while, I was promotions manager at the Purple Turtle at the bottom of Camden as well. So, you know, being, being involved with, with doing my own music, but also. Being involved with other bands was always something I put on Wolf Alice at quite a few of their first ever gigs. I thought they were amazing and they went on to do as well as they've done. Gives you faith mm. that good music will out. Yeah, so I, I was kind of impressed with that. So that's that's what you're you're kind of looking for talent, but also sort of drive and ambition. So what would you say is the, the single most important ingredient to a fruitful working relationship? 
I know, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, of course it's, it's honesty, isn't it? It's honesty. Uh, yeah, it's like, you, actually, there's the exact word I had in my head. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise you, you you create a kind of weird a weird reality. If if you're not honest with someone, you create this weird reality where no one really says what they think. It creates you know, false hope as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it creates false hope. You're scared of upsetting someone, and then you can't plan. You can't sort of plan for the future. You can't learn from your mistake. You can't sort of strategize, and um and also you know when you when you create music, you know ultimately. Although a part of you really wants someone to, you want everyone to say it's great. What you really want is you want people to tell you, tell you the truth, even yeah. even though, even though it might hurt sometimes. So that's, I mean, sorry, I've just answered from the songwriter's point of view, but um, that's my my strong feeling. No, it's exactly that. I always wanted to hear criticisms of early mixes of stuff when we were doing the Holloway stuff, for example. More so my, my ability as a, as a mixer is, is improving and my ability as a singer is improving because Charlie's been really clear and aware of, of the things that need need looking at. So I'm really grateful for him. Mm. And there's, there's, I'm assuming, well, you know, as we know, there's probably always a time when, Alfie, you're really gung-ho about a you know a demo that you've written and maybe charlie has a different opinion and you know is is there ever a time where you just you know it fleshes out or you you don't you just say no i like it as it is we're gonna go with it no i don't think i've ever been uh dismissive because i don't know i i don't think you ever as a as a producer and i think it's the that someone said it about film directors i think Someone said you didn't, they never finish a movie; they just abandon them. Mm. And I think it's kind of the same with with writing a song, producing a song, mixing a song. You know, you're always thinking it could be better. So I always welcome the the comments that can can make it better. I, the the only uh, instances where maybe I I will be fighting a little bit more is when I really believe in a song, and you know, I I, I play so many co-writes to family and friends who are either not involved in the music industry or, or are and you know when you have a song that everyone is just like this this is amazing and you're just like yeah it's, it's a hit isn't it it's, it's got to be and then it's just puts the back and then I'm I'm kind of I do sort of hark on it Charlie a little bit I feel a little bit guilty in in a sense but I don't know if you, if you didn't have passion for for the songs you write then you wouldn't be a songwriter would you yeah. very true and the same for, for, you know, our side of it. You know, if we didn't have that passion, you know, it wouldn't work. I mean, it's, yeah, you, you know, you're, you're kind of constantly, I mean, there isn't a fixed way of doing things. And, um, you know, you're always, it's, it's, there's a push and pull. And I mean, no one knows the answer to anything. It's music, it's magic, you know, but you, you can sort of, um, you can have basic kind of a basic way of working together and, um, you know, you have to respect the other person's opinion, and um, but you know, I think we're always you're always sort of learning, and you know, Alfie's um, relatively young songwriter, so being a professional songwriter and how how that works with artists and managers and record labels that, that that's what I do every day, so I, I can teach him about that. But equally, you know, I I'm, I'm, I learn from him as well the whole time, and it's important that you um, respect 
you know each other's opinion and you know and it's a it's a journey yeah so going back to the you know if, if you've got that honesty it also helps if you if you actually get on and if you if you like enjoying spending time talking about music talking about stuff a lot of my favorite songwriters have a really great sense of humor and they love language and they love comedy and they love talking about culture and words and and i and that's what i i really i'm really into that as well so that's i think one of the reasons why yeah. we work we work so well together so it's a kind of very fluid thing in a sort of structure of the industry and relationships and so we you know alfie's the fluid creative and i'm perhaps just just trying to kind of give it a direction and a structure and it's it's a sort of relationship between the between those two but it's the it's the honesty and um and the trust in each other that kind of maintains a, a route through that that's the um but it's very you know it's 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 yeah. it's, it's a very rare it's a very subtle pre um delicate relationship that, that as as we know can go wrong all the time you know between creative and their representative and you know alfie has to trust me and trust the advice that i'm giving him and and luckily we've had some success we we obviously want more success it's very easy for it's very easy for the creative person to get um disgruntled and disheartened particularly at the moment with um the way things are in the world feeling up you know isolated so i think as long as you're kind of talking and communicating and always exploring opportunities yeah. and also making final point making i think both people brings have to bring stuff to the to the party you know and as i say alfie's always very very active and you know he's not just sitting at home writing songs he's he's connecting with people he's making relationships managing that that side of his career as a professional it's not just about sitting around writing songs and you have to bring a sort of professionalism to it. Yeah, I mean, the, the writing of the songs, over over time I've begun to realise that it's just one part of the of the process. Songs need to come out, otherwise it's it's useless. I think the word vehicle is is a good one. You know, you need, you need the right vehicle, as in an artist. Like Charlie says, one of the things I, I do a lot um, this year, using Instagram a lot, just searching hashtags for, for, for new new singers, UK singers or folk artists or any specific thing I think might be good to search for and then reach out to people. And yeah, we've, we've done a few sessions this year out of that, myself and a writer called Ben Parker. Mm -hmm. um, been working with a girl called Francesca Louise, who's who's really great, and she's taken to co-writing, and particularly over Zoom. I think the whole thing is new to her, and she's taken to it really well. So yeah, it's it's been an interesting learning curve for me since since signing, realizing that the processes that are involved, the the steps that are involved, like Charlie said, between publishers, labels, management, artists, and so on. There's a lot more. To consider than than you originally realise, yeah. um, and Charlie's been really good at, at making that a, a palatable thing to deal with, mm. because you know there's obstacles in in the way of <clears throat> every song you write in in terms of numerous people, numerous songs from other co-writes, 
yeah and it's a more complicated process than you initially mm. think you know charlie's also very good at keeping keeping the positivity there and making you realize that bit of patience and the, and the right sort of attitude does pay off and positivity is definitely what we've needed this year that's for sure which mm. goes on to my question on you know what challenges especially this year in this current climate um are you guys facing or have you faced and how have you have you managed have you managed that i know zoom was mentioned you're doing some zoom sessions and you're not just sitting at home um, well god just yeah i mean obviously you know alfie lives in austria in a town out of you know in the middle of i mean not not vienna where the the, the austrian music business is and traditionally he's flown over to the uk a few times in the year we've arranged two two three week writing trips and he obviously has family here so we haven't been able to do that so we've we've had to explore kind of you know zoom zoom sessions um but also when austria has been open just try and building relationships in in the austrian music business and you know building those relationships doing those sessions but i think it i think it's a time when you could when when any you know obviously people have can struggle but at, you know i think we've just we've just tried to look look for opportunities where, wherever they are really you know and try and find it, a way around it that's again another thing that Alfie's been really good at, you know, sort of stepping up and finding ways of making this work for him. Yeah. What, what What's your experience of it been? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to, you know, change the way not only we operate as, as songwriters, you know, I've got a lot of friends who work for, for big businesses and they have to fly off to America and Russia for a few days at a time, several times in the year and leave their families and stuff. And, you know the carbon footprint of all that and now much more has been been done via zoom and i think obviously the other video services such as skype facebook there are other services available. <laughs> you know i think i think that's going to be a, a benefit that that comes out of all of this um i've been able to work with a few artists from america and um, a band from malta and these things wouldn't have happened this no. year without without zoom being enforced upon us as the go-to way of doing sessions and you know myself and joel taylor who's another reservoir writer have ended up writing one of my favorite songs i've been involved with a song called i won't let you down it's just another way of of working and to me it's obviously not quite as good because you're not in the same room you can't jam along together but in terms of figuring out chords and saying what about this and and what about this lyric you know the 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 nuts and bolts of songwriting are not so severely hampered that it makes it a painful process by any means in, in my experience mm. um hopefully more and more people are going to warm to the the idea and that will make it easier f for everyone to connect more regularly i think yeah i think that it can bring some some positives in the for the future yeah, I agree. I definitely feel that, you know, with the boom of Zoom. Um, I like that. Um, I, yeah, I definitely feel like the reach to people and like you said, the ease of, of you know, jumping in the session with, you know, like the, the Maltese band you mentioned, that might not have been possible, uh, even if we didn't have this, 
you know, this this year with travel bans and everything, the fact that you're just able to quickly jump online as we are talking now to just even start an initial idea and then obviously you guys take it away and you work on it and then you you know you're back and forth on on whatever yeah. means it is whether it's email or whatsapp or whatever it is you know it's it's definitely opened up the ease of of working together for sure i think yeah i think massively and i think there's also <laughs> you know musicians can be uh unpredictable uh slightly unreliable beast at times and um I sometimes think, you know, artists may be like having a really bad morning and not being able to, their train was late or something and a session might end up getting cancelled because of a series of events that might put them an hour or two behind schedule. Whereas I think at home, it's if people are working from home together, it, it sort of knocks down a few of the obstacles that sometimes have led to sessions being cancelled. So... That's another potential yeah, positive. That's, that's that true. They can't, they can't complain about the uh, traffic, being stuck in traffic or <laughs> oversleeping is, you know, it's fine. Takes, you know, take 10 minutes yeah. or 10 minutes or whatever you need, half an hour, and we'll just jump on when you're ready. But It's funny as well. We were, um, Me and Ben worked with an artist called Sarah Close, and she prefers it as well because she's – She's at her piano and she knows how how it feels. She's in her room, she's in her space. And you know, we're we're talking about the song, we're all singing ideas back and forth, but she can she can sit and sing the song and and feel it out in her space. And she said it for her it works in in her favor rather than being a disadvantage. So, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting byproduct for for me personally and I, like I say all the other things that can potentially benefit from it always try and see the silver lining so what what advice would you give or can you give to other writers looking for that key relationship with a publisher um are there any steps that they should take or things that they should look out for i know we obviously spoke about the honesty but um if there's any other advice you you know you can give any fellow writers i would say sign to a person rather than rather than a company yeah you know i i've i have heard stories where some artists have kind of been left in the lurch if if their person at a a major label suddenly has gone they're they're kind of sometimes left in the wilderness but i think regardless of that if you don't have that personal connection to begin with you're you're not really going to be looked after you're not going to be loved so i think that's the most important thing that is is much more a factor than say the the size of an advance or the size of a label. Mm. I think the long term relationship is is key, and beware of people who might be just blowing smoke up your ass because some people are very good at selling selling the dream, mm-hmm. and I think you need not to be hooked by that. So yeah. Do do a little bit of research of who you sign into, and don't don't get swayed by dollar signs in your eyes. You know, use your head and your heart, and hopefully it will guide you in the, in the right direction. I think it's important not to um, you know not to think um, that, as I said earlier, that signing to a company is going to kind of make everything great and. You know, because a lot of it, a lot of it comes back to you, really, as an as a writer or artist. You know, 
I would always uh, urge people to, you know, not not actually sign <laughs> necessarily straight away, and perhaps build a relationship with whoever they they might work with, and and learn to stand on your own two feet a bit and get a sense of who you are, and you know, make those connections and learn, you know, just just um, because then you can then you can get the most out of it, you know, and and you'll probably be more likely to make you'll be more likely to make the right decision about who you who you who you sign with this whole myth that you know yes that you know that and i think a lot this this can happen a lot with particularly some some labels um there are you know a label that that might have a a, a, net, a particularly like a name that everyone's heard of and you think oh brilliant i'm going to be in this whole i'm going to get signed to this label i'm going to be in this whole world of this label and it's going to be brilliant and that just often isn't the case at all mm. so um so yeah take take your time and learn to develop your own skills and c- contacts before you commit to anything and do you have any advice for those looking to start on building their contacts? I mean, where would one start if they didn't have anyone, if they didn't know anyone in the industry and they were trying to, trying to, you know, you, you, everyone, you're never that, the music industry isn't this thing that's over there. It's, it's everywhere. You know, you can, you can, you can find someone in the industry quite easily. We all know, we all know people who do music. We all know someone who, Perhaps they put a night on, perhaps they work in a record shop, perhaps they you know, they know someone who was in a band once, they know they might know a manager, you know. And I think you just make those connections, reach out to people. You know, people are always happy to talk to you if you, you know, and and start building because it's it, it's all about a network. When I when I first started as a young um talent scout, I literally sat in my office. Uh, and I didn't really know anybody. I just started. Get, I just started going to some gigs on my own, and I rang the sort of one person that I really knew, and I said, "Can you give me ten names of people?" And so he said, "Yeah, sure, I'll give you ten names." So I rang those ten people, and then each of them, I said, "Could you give me, you know, five names?" And before you know it, you know, you know some people, and so I think just be 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 always open and. Um, just just you know because it's always the it's always the people whether it's a and r or songwriters or managers it's always the ones who are you know and anyone who reaches out to me i'm, I'm always um quite impressed that that they do that and i'm, I'm often um I'll, I'll make an effort to talk to them and especially if they've got something interesting but even if they haven't you know so yeah. i think you just just never 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 turn be, always be open that that might sound like that that might not make any sense if you haven't done it but for me it's a being decent with with people you meet is is hugely important yeah these things will happen if if your energy is is the right it sounds a bit like you know it sounds a bit hippie and the law of attraction all that kind of thing but there are some truths within within that kind of theory you will attract what you are putting out and if what you are putting out is passion for music it will magnetize other people. So I think just having a really good attitude and energy for it is a big thing. Trust, trust your, you know, trust, trust yourself, back yourself, you know. Yeah. Keep, stay confident. Keep believing yourself. You know, I'm not the best guitar player. I'm not the best singer. I'm not the best producer, but you know, I always believe I'm going to keep getting better. I always thought that 
thought I will I keep improving everything I do and if I keep doing it, it will, every little bit will keep getting better and you just keep telling yourself that it's the same as I've, I've done guitar lessons for people over the years and they don't think they're ever going to be able to make a B7 because it's a really awkward shape to make but your fingers over time learn how to do it and that is just one example for the whole the way the whole system works so what what have you got um what have you got going on Alfie at the moment what are you working on been working a lot with uh this band from Malta called Red Electric and we're together trying to hone in on what their their sort of sound is what their world is um, they're a great band, great singer, really there's so much potential there and we're, we're just trying to shape that. We've written a bunch of songs, got a bunch of songs with the formerly known as Skinny Living and now called New Familiar. Uh, they're bringing out um, one of the, how many songs have we done? It must be about seven or eight songs. Sam Tompkins, um, myself and Anthony Goldsborough. Anthony's been talking to Sam and apparently they're, they're still looking at the Ritz. So hopefully get back in with him again. I think he's a really interesting artist. He's able to to blend a lot of the more urban styles with keeping actually more traditional songwriting melodies in there as well. I think him and his, and his friend, oh, what's his mate called? I've forgotten now. He's really good as well. They do a lot of stuff together, but I think he's a really, really interesting artist bringing together the different genres really well. But yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. There's a few artists that were found off um, Instagram, you know, newer artists, hoping to do more with Joel Taylor and my my own album starting to put together as well. A bunch of songs that I've sort of been working on for a long time and hopefully we'll have that in a releasable LP shape. And that'll be Alfie Jackson album or is it yeah i think so i mean i'm going to be doing some more with tale of two stuff um also i've been co-producing the Gemma rogers album that's sounding up for the first time had the, the whole list of the songs together yesterday and i was playing it with my girlfriend sat here and there's about six or seven just great great songs it's it's going to be really interesting to see how, see how it flies um i've got a mate at the um He's a, he's a music journalist, and I know his taste of music, and I really think he'll love it. So hopefully he might be able to give us a nice little write-up. Sounds I've good. Many, many, many irons in many fires. Um, working a lot on um, sync opportunities as well. Irene at Reservoir sends me kind of briefs and stuff for things and gives me really great feedback on anything I've been putting together, what she thinks could be changed. So that's a really great relationship as well. Reservoir is just the best. <laughs> <laughs> no you can play me later. <laughs> Five quid we said, didn't we? <laughs> it's good to hear. It's good to hear. And I appreciate you taking the time, um, you know, for sharing your, you your thoughts. Me. And you guys, yeah, you, you too, Charlie. I know, you know, we're all, uh, you know, trying to get on in this... Uh, crazy way of working at the moment um so yeah it's really good and i appreciate you taking the time to uh to have a chat it's it's good pleasure good to hear yeah pleasure and yeah i hope you guys you know stay well and um likewise likewise speak to speak to you soon
Wow, thank you so much to Chloe, Charlie and Alfie for that fantastic discussion. Super, super interesting, some amazing thoughts in there. In future episodes, we'll be exploring other key relationships within the industry. Uh, We'll be talking to some super experienced publishers about their journey into the industry and how they've navigated their career. And we'll also be deep diving in on some really specific nitty gritty topics. As mentioned at the start, do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. You can go to the MPA website, which is www.mpaonline.org.uk. Or you can connect with us on social media. Our Instagram is MPA Futures Group. And there's also a Facebook group for the MPA Futures Group. So if you're thinking about going into music publishing as a career, or if you've just started in your career and are looking for fellow younger people within the industry to connect with, then this is absolutely the place where you can find them. The Futures Group exists to help encourage and champion younger people within the music industry. So we'd love to hear from you. The more we can hear from you, the better job we can do in equipping and developing younger talent within our industry. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Henry Marsden and we look forward to seeing you next time.